Santa Claus here. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas gift for that special someone? Well, look no further than tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. They've got all the best Nicolas Cage related merch. And perhaps you have a favorite co-host. Well, they've all got merch too. <laughs> Make my job a little bit easier and get some great stuff for that special person in your life. Again, that's tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. <laughs> and don't worry about how many cookies they bribe me with to do this ad. <laughs> Merry Christmas. God, oh, these fucking sinuses. <coughs> it's that time of year. Yeah, oh, welcome, so welcome everybody to the Coffin Cage <laughs> podcast. So sorry. Welcome to Caging Greatness, the show where we occasionally discuss the films of Nicolas Cage and how Thomas Jefferson is a massive prick. And today we have something that has been talked about and rescheduled <laughs> and we're finally here. That's no, right. No longer putting it off. <laughs> it nope. is Leguizamo Day, and boy, howdy, <laughs> has it been a day. So, uh, as always, I am joined by my estimable co-hosts. To my right is, of course, Jonathan. I'm in constant fucking agony. <laughs> <laughs> to John's right is, of course, Pat. It's, it's Panama City, Pat. And Pat's right is Cannon. Yep, I am in the building. We are all here. Uh, <laughs> between all the sinus crud and watching the pest, <laughs> whew, we're feeling pretty low. I don't know about y'all, but um, I'm feeling pretty good because half of my glass is bourbon. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh don't worry. Uh, I managed to bring down well over, uh, there's at least, a, it's over six pack. In yeah, uh, Anna just brought the whole damn suitcase of Bud Light. I've got this delicious bottle of tap water. Oh, man. And I got the root beer. Root beer. But didn't make your red pop. You know, I realized. But I, I, I forgot to bring the moon mist. You know, I realized that when my birthday episode dropped, uh, completely spacing out on the fact that it was dropping on actual Thanksgiving, didn't even <laughs> mention a thing about Thanksgiving <laughs> in the episode whatsoever. That's ah, fine. Everybody <laughs> knew what day it was. Which Everybody. is why we're. <coughs> we're, uh, we're we are bumping our Thanksgiving special to <laughs> December. <laughs> actually, because we don't have time in December, we're actually going to have to bump our Thanksgiving special till after New Year's. <laughs> uh, so today is Leguizamo Day. Yes, it is. We're going to be talking probably briefly about Phenom X, his new comic book that's well, it's not good. Let's just let's just get that out there. It's bad. I'm holding it's, my hands, folks. I got it right it's here. It's Dollar Tree Suicide Squad. There, then, I said. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, we'll be talking about the classic 1997 John Leguizamo joint, The Pest, which is also Dollar Store Suicide Squad for some reason. <laughs> Whoa! It was it was terrible. The Pest predicted the Suicide Squad. <laughs> So, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for Trapped in Paradise. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> for Cage Movies! See you then! Let's go! Oh, all right, no, let's, um... <laughs> all right, we're going... Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the comic. Yes. Okay. Uh, book. Out of five stars, we'll just go around like we do with the movies. Uh, John, Phenom X, what'd you think? I mean, it's, it's literally just Dollar Tree Suicide Squad yeah, with some, like... Weird racial bioessentialism in there. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's, yeah, it's bad. It's just, and and it's not it's not even the fun type of bad. It's just aggressively mediocre. Aggressive, like it is like a solid like four out of ten. Mm. Like like it's not terrible enough to be like absolute dog shit, but it is not good. <coughs> it's fair. Pat, um, if we're using like letterbox number, <laughs> I 
give it a two. Like, it's nothing really special, but, like, no, there's been plenty worse. It's just kind of like, it's the most space a comic has occupied <laughs> in reality. <laughs> and two out of five is also four out of ten. So that's even across the board canon. Yeah, that's just quick math. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's a comic. Uh, Accurate, yes. Um, other, beyond, uh, we've only uh, reviewed another comic on here. It was The Prisoners of the Land. <coughs> Tie-in. Uh, which... I think like Jonathan and I discussed it was like we didn't even need that. But you know yeah, but there's this, like, this one definitely had more content than oh, the yeah, prisoner. There's, like, fi- there's like five words in that book. This one is a girthy bitch. This is <laughs> this is a uh, a a double book, right? Yeah. It's like what, forty eight pages or something uh-huh. like that? Yeah, yeah double size. Seven whole dollars. And and, yes. and there are some You had the audacity to charge eight bucks for this shit. What the hell? And Seven there, bucks for this there shit. There's some panels that are just walls of text and my eyes just glazed over. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I mean, as, as someone who has read a few um, like celebrity-driven comic books, like I've read the Weekends book. Yeah, it was terrible. That was bad. Uh, Berserker. It's uh, not bad. You know, you're gonna hate me for this. I still haven't got to it. No, that's fair. Berserker being get, the Keanu Reeves yeah. pen. I'm excited. Book. I do want to read that. Berserker one. is. It feels like they took a movie script and then made it a comic. Like yeah. it's not bad. I'm excited to see the movie and the show that they do out of it because, of course, they would. No, but but yeah, I mean, it's already been said. It, it's pretty much, um, uh, it's like a weird like mishmash of of like X Men meets Suicide Squad. Um, <coughs> only uh, Latin X people get this, I guess, like this mutation because apparently a lot they've been exposed to this radiation. For like in a years. particular neighborhood, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I remember there's like an SVU episode about some shit like this happening. Well, I mean, shit like that happens in not real radiation, life. I mean, like, but like poison. Wasn't Aaron Brockovich about that too? Yeah, I about believe a, so. A, yeah, the lawyer who, yeah, Julia Roberts, yeah, who my father was not a fan of. <laughs> but I mean, uh, letterbox rules said she had a wide uh, mouth. I, that was his. Complaint. All the better to smile with, my dear. <laughs> I mean, of all the people, the all the celebrities to have an opinion about Julia Roberts was the one I did not expect. Yeah, no, my dad's a. Hmm, also, the, the pacing is also very weird. It's like yeah. you're probably wondering how I got here, and once you find out why you got here, whoopsie daisy, wait for the next issue. So um, it really does feel like they had one issue's worth of story, and they padded that shit out for a double size issue they didn't need. That yeah, did not yeah. need to be as long as it was. Nah. Uh, I'm giving it a star and a half. Out of? Five, if we're doing Letterboxd. Oh, okay, yeah. So that that's a three out of ten. Uh, I read a lot of comic books. It's kind of my thing. Yeah. Uh, so kind I've, of your job. I've read a lot of shit. And I've read a lot of really good stuff. And to me, being mediocre is worse than being bad. Yeah. Like, I would rather have this had been just garbage schlock. Like, at least something to laugh at. Um, but it was... it was John Leguizamo's character uh, is one of the only people that can get superpowers from a thing run by a government organization, run by a strong black woman with other superpowered people. So he, he does it so he can get out of prison to see his kid. So original. Fuck, Leguizamo. You're better than this. There were, like, f- like four or five people wrote this fucking book. Yeah. And none of them did it well. But, like, I will, to their credit, the main character, because I'm pretty familiar with Leguizamo, you can hear him saying all that shit through the entire book. I mean, it's pretty much just a self-insert fan fiction, because, like, the main character is John Leguizamo. I have been calling him (laughs) non-Leguizamo. Yeah. They get him right in some panels, other panels, not so much. Yeah, it kind of depends on the angle. So, but, yeah, for me, it's a 2 out of 10. Yeah. Like, I would rather it have been worse. Like, uh, it might have given a better score. God. Like, if they would have sat and thought about it, like, if I remember correctly, who 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 published the uh, the John Wick comics? Was that Dynamite? Uh, yeah, I want to say it was Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. Like, what if he would have just, like, got on board with them and somehow did a comic, but his character in the John Wick universe? <coughs> 
I would love to see more of his character in pretty much anything in that universe. Yeah. Because I, yeah. Uh, contrary to a lot of things you're probably going to hear me say on this episode, <laughs> I actually really like John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, not a fan of his brand of a comic, but, you know. Also, I think it's funny how, like, one of these, like, the monster superhero people has kind of has a donk. It's kind of just poking out there. Look at that thing. Oh, yeah. Is it thick with two C's? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's just say, like, this monster kind of hits the squats. But, yeah, we might we might put this ass on a... Looks kind of stacked, too. Look up front. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a... Uh, this this artist... is a very fit monster <laughs> concrete man. If I, now, if I wanted to read the second issue, we would probably know more about that character. If there comes a, to a second <laughs> issue. Oh, no, they're, they're making, like, a full miniseries. That's well, then, then you see, uh, just a few panels later, you see... John Leguizamo's uh, character's ass. Yeah, no, that happens. Yeah, and John Leguizamo's ass. I've never he, seen that. He also that. makes just like a really scary face after he gets pantsed by the police guards. Yeah. It, wow, it's, someone gets pantsed in the book. Holy shit! Who would have thought? You know, it? after after watching the movie, it's like, wow, this <laughs> makes a lot more sense. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's see, it's very appropriate that his, one of his most recent creative endeavors, but reference one of his earliest. His power in the book so far, it looks like what, like absorbing man, almost kind of sort of. Yeah, it's very absorbing man. You know, he touches something and he gains the properties there. Like he touches a piece of metal, he, his body gets coated in metal and so forth. Like, like absorbing man or Nick Nolte from that uh, Ang Lee Hulk yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Nelty was the dad in that, he wasn't was. he? he and sure when was. he when he bit a chunk out of that <clears throat> that wire and just deep throated all that electricity, that was probably one of the best scenes in that movie. And then it became a, a thunderstorm. Yeah, a whole ass storm. He did become a thunderstorm. But yeah, and like the main villain in here is almost looking, almost looks like a, like a Doctor Manhattan, but like purple, purple with hair, kind of, sort of, like making people just evaporate because I don't like you. <laughs> It's a bad book. <laughs> it's a really bad book. Uh, like, there, there's nothing remarkable about it. I don't know what yeah. else we can say. It's just yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that's about all we can say, really. But which means it's time <laughs> to just for this commercial break <laughs> to sashay on over to the the real point of today's episode. Which again, for the record, I just want to say was Pat's idea. <laughs> oh, I can't deflect. I, I get I get confused because I know how excited you've been about this episode. Uh-huh. So that may have been where I got the idea that it was your idea. No, I've just been talking shit about this movie forever, <laughs> and then mentioned there was a comic, and then yeah. Pat said innocently enough, maybe we should do an episode where we review both of them. Well, Pat. God damn you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm, I'm the one getting content on this goddamn channel. Because <laughs> sure as shit isn't Nicholas Cage. <laughs> You're also the one getting liquid everywhere. Jesus Christ. God. Yeah, that's all. No concern whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's not like there's soundboards and computers and monitors. And hey, it'll fine. buff out. <laughs> it'll buff right out. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. It's totally fine. All right. I mean, I think much like... This movie, uh, this episode might just uh, totally our career, so what does it matter? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's hadn't, it'll be fine. I don't think talking about this movie is going to get us canceled. Right. Even though that's kind of our thing. Even yeah. though it hasn't been our thing here yeah. recently. It hasn't really like, been a bit. Like we didn't write this movie. No. We're not condoning this movie. We're now, going to be talking about how terrible this movie is because it's bad. All, on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many layers. It's like the worst onion in the world. So let's uh, let's do our normal thing. Should be fun. Uh, John, maybe we should save you for last. Come back to me. Yeah. yeah. We, can go, we can go in opposite rotation. Yeah, let's yeah. go opposite direction Let's do opposite today. rotation. Uh, Cannon. Yeah. What did you think of the pest? Since we're, you know, we're sticklers for, um, you know, details. If we're going in reverse order, wouldn't you go first? I mean, technically, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the pest. Um, uh, I know I had mentioned before that I'd seen this movie before a long time ago when I was a kid. 
But after watching it tonight, I apparently as a child I couldn't sit through it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got through it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Never mind. I, oh wow. Um, uh, I, oof. you know. Mm. I don't even have a star rating for this one yet. Like, I know I don't feel good about it whatsoever. <laughs> like, it, it feels like, like, because I, I did read, this movie was written in three days. Three like, days. That's about two uh, longer than I would have expected, actually. You know that's actually kind of a revelation. Uh, like, and, and now that and now that I know that, it makes sense because it literally feels like the first, like probably the first like seventy percent of this movie is just it. It's just like DMT on screen, it, but like longer than ten minutes. It's like <laughs> there's so much happening. It's it's like a live action cartoon yet highly offensive and it <laughs> oh my god i a star <laughs> it it's getting a star it's lucky it's getting that <laughs> only because the fanatic is a half star yeah that's the <clears throat> the bar i guess <laughs> 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 Uh, Pat. Hello there. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Hold on, let me, let me take a bit of my, uh, my uh, bourbon-y drink. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it, it feels like this is the movie that was gifted to a like wacky side character in a sitcom that never existed. Because <laughs> it, it feels like this is what happens. Like, oh, I love this crazy, wacky character. They're so funny. And then when you actually get that character like by themselves, you realize why you only see just a little portion of that character in every other respect. Because they, they're just not substantive enough to pilot a 90-minute film. And, uh, it's, and it's, you know, it's not by accident that the past is John Leguizamo's only leading role. <laughs> Yeah, because he was kind of left in the lurch in that department until his one-man show, Latin History for Morons, like 25, 30 years later. I would also like to point out that the director of this only directed this. Really? Yeah. Nothing oh, else ever. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> Color me surprised. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I felt tired after, like, the first <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. Because it's just like rapid fire, just insanity, and and like just a lot. A, just did just the density of racial stereotypes in this movie yeah. is uh, honestly uh, shocking. Because I didn't think people could really just plan this out. Uh, uh, yeah, I give it a star uh, because there was. One bit that was genuinely funny, and there was one bit that was funny because of a bit that we share on the show. <laughs> John, would you like me to go next, or do you want to go ahead and go? You go. Oh, <laughs> oh this is going to be good. Oh, my right. God. I can't wait. So I watched this movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I would have been about, a, I would have been 10 when it came out. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I loved it. Because I didn't know better. Yeah. Because you were a literal child. Yeah. Same reason I loved country music. I thought that's all there was. And then I found other music, and country music is the worst thing to have ever happened. Uh, so, you know, that's how it goes. <clears throat> I loved it as a kid. It did not age well. Like, as it was released, it had aged poorly. <laughs> it's like you open the milk and it's already rot. <laughs> it's like getting milk at the grocery store. You open it up and it's just cottage cheese. It's like, I don't know what I expected. Yeah. But. Um, Rewatching it tonight with you guys. I have to say I had a lot of fun watching it with you guys. Yeah. The movie itself is not fun. But watching you guys watch this has been, has been the highlight of, of the past several days for me. Um, right, and I've, it's been a good week or so 
for me. So this, and this, is, this has been like top tier. Just your faces <laughs> made me so indescribably happy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sadist. <laughs> and like, like Pat said, there are, there are like three good moments in this that are legitimately funny. Yeah. Like it's, it's three or so were like, ha that was a great joke. Back to the wasteland. Mm. And it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, in a certain way, it reminds me of the delivery style of like brain donors or the Marx brothers or, or that sort of rapid fire. Let me do five jokes a minute. Surely one of them just will like, stick comedy. Just like in your face, aggressive <laughs> yeah. slapstick. But like the difference is with the Marx brothers and the three stooges and my, one of my favorite movies, brain donors starring John, John Turturro, which everyone should go watch. Um, those are funny. That that's the difference. Those are funny. And this is not that that one little thing that just is it's just missing uh yeah like it's it's just so you know i i gave it one star like because like I, I give it a half star but damn it there are some things that made me laugh yeah. legitimately laugh aside from you guys watching this with me because that was that was the funniest yeah thing but ever. like we're not on letterbox jim <laughs> i mean not you should yet. be yeah yeah <laughs> yes coming soon the caging greatness letterbox it, it, where you can rate everyone like trapped in the box like fucking at the end of superman <laughs> oh wait i was like caging greatness yeah. the movie and that's like <laughs> oh god we make like one of those youtube tier movies like the hey i bet we spend more time on it than the fuckers writing this goddamn thing yeah, yeah we'll spend four days yeah woo Look, I like to think of myself as something of an otter. I otter. think we could do a great film. Yeah, otter. <laughs> yes, I love otters. They're adorable. They, they are. They bash open clams on their belly. Mm. It's true. That's, that's the life. And they hold hands at sea to keep from swimming away from each other. So cute. So yeah, one star, because like I said, there are parts, there were a few parts that are legitimately funny. I can count them on one hand. Yeah, yeah. on one hand. And... You know what? That that song that they played when their Jeep became a giant speaker and killed those three fellas in the Camaro playing I Love Rock and Roll, I've liked that song for a long time. It got me into club music. So there's that. I still think that those, that, those guys' faces should have melted like from Indiana Jones. <laughs> they didn't have near the budget for that, but that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, they were, just, they were just shaking the camera. There was no music, but they were just shaking the camera. They didn't, even have, the, they didn't have the budget to get the rights to I Love Rock and Roll. They had to get like a cover version out of it. Yes, it was. And, and oh, my God. I, uh, <laughs> what the I, hell? I need to look up who did that cover because it made the name. I looked at it when, in the credits. The name of the band that did that cover was something ridiculous and I forgot to write it down but it's it, it's clearly like the producer's buddy's cousin's band that just really needs this gig buddy oh yeah <clears throat> so yeah uh, one star because it was not good but uh, here we go uh, I Love Rock and Roll was performed by Harry Truman's Outhouse ah uh, yes Classic, classic cover band, <laughs> Harry Truman's Outhouse. And the song I liked was called Spank It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by Romany Malco. Anyway, uh, yeah. John, you, oh, can yeah. I just say that the entire time we were watching this, I could literally feel you vibrating with rage and indignation. Uh, and at no point did you seem to like the rest of us were laughing in disbelief uh, and and you were just stone faced you <laughs> you watching this movie looked like I did when we were watching the holy mountain I mean yeah so uh, does that mean, I, I, does mean, that mean I will say now the debt has been paid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the slate has been wiped clean. Ah, you fool. That's all this was. Uh, so it's just backseas. <laughs> this was so, just revenge for the Holy Mountain. That's all this was. You sick bastard. I see how you play your games, Justin. Oh, oh, oh. You may have won this battle, but you will lose the war. Well, it lands on Jonathan's name again. Guess what? He did more films. Oh. Holy Mountain 2. <laughs> Electric book. What was that Western he did again? El, El Topo. Topo. 
And I fucked up and admitted that I kind of want to see that, even though after watching the Holy Mountain, I might want to eat every bit of those, every letter of those words. <laughs> I mean, uh, every I will say El Topo is a more congruent film. It's it's more solidified. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> we're delaying the inevitable. Let's hear those stars, baby yeah, boy. Yeah, John, what you let, got? Let, let me channel my inner Travolta. Now, see if you well, can if you can see Jonathan take a swig. Vaping weird. Would you, wait, would you like a bit of information to help you with this? I think you'll appreciate it because there's a little more to the written in three days. It was written in three days on a thousand dollar bet from John Leguizamo by a man who had never written a movie prior to this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, and Leguizamo has admitted that he would, quote, probably do things a little differently, like spending a month on the script and not just three days. And that he, and again, I quote, kind of fucked up. You, you know, I, I, I respect <laughs> that. Also, the movie was in theaters for a week. Yep. <laughs> I wonder why. Anywho. Yeah. So... I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you do. <laughs> so, yes, you do. For the past couple of years, I've had this running barometer of bad movies. Not the worst movie ever made, but like it's bad enough to where I can like compare things that are worse and greater than it. That belonged to the fanatic. <laughs> oh no! That belonged to the fanatic. All right, and, and uh, the only other movie this year that has come close to overthrowing the fanatic for the barometer of shit is the Netflix original. He's all that. The remake, the gender swapped remake to She's All That. Which in that in of itself was a remake of My Fair Lady. Within itself, which there, that was in inspired by the stage play Pygmalion, which was inspired by the Greek myth. And if you want to see Jonathan's dissertation <laughs> review of He's All That, be sure to check out the AYCH letterbox oh, at man. All You Could Hear. And I, I didn't think it would happen. But then over yonder <laughs> in the distance over the horizon as the sun is rising from the field came a brave challenger who finally smote the Durst dragon <laughs> John Leguizamo, you are a... <laughs> you are a war criminal. I mean, this is a war, this is a war crime of a movie. Um, oh, my God. And, and the thing is, I was not going into this hating it either. Like, I was like, you know, maybe Justin's just playing it up. You know, I'm going to try to come in as fresh as possible. And then the first three minutes playing. <laughs> and, and then by the first three minutes, I was like, oh, I know exactly what this movie is. <laughs> and, and you know how I said earlier that, like, in Phenom X, like, John Leguizamo has a weird thing with racial bioessentialism? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's on full display in here. Like, not even the first three minutes we're getting yellow face. It, it, and, and, and like any true comic, they follow the rule of three, so he does it like three times. Hell, in, in the first three minutes, there's the yellow face... Uh, impersonation of essentially Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. And Which he, that was, that's like one of the most offensive things ever put on film. He also wraps a towel around his head like a turban and has a, a painted dot on his forehead yes. mm-hmm. to be a genie. Mm-hmm. He also throws down an R-bomb. Uh, yeah. Uh, which he rhymes with the word started, which I think was then stolen by the Black Eyed Peas. That's exactly what I thought. And, and I'm sorry, Will, I am. You need to play, pay John Leguizamo royalties. <laughs> I did pay us all reparations for that fucking song. 
God. Um, and then, and then I feel like I'm entitled to he, financial compensation. <laughs> don't forget that one part where he says, uh, and I quote, "He's solo. He picks the pocket on a midget." That is also in the first three minutes. Oh wow! I didn't even hear that. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that does happen. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm sorry. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. <laughs> it, it is painful from beginning to end. I was. It was the longest nine, 80, 90 minutes. 82 of my minutes. Life. 82 minutes. It felt like a goddamn eternity. Uh, 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 like I, I like for fucking. <sighs> Pat, like, I felt like I was in fucking Sukiomi, just like <laughs> on the cross while fucking Itachi is stabbing me in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It felt like three days. And <laughs> I, it's half a star. I, like, and I had more of a speech planned beforehand, but I just can't. I, I, you had more of a speech plan? Yeah, and it, it has left me. Would but, you like me to put a face to your pain? Yes. The man who wrote this film <laughs> is in the club scene. He is, in fact, the driver of the Camaro who ends up dead. The one who said, parties are never mad. They're angry. <laughs> that feller. He oh. wrote this movie. Is his name David well, Barkatz? That's him. Well, <clears throat> well, don't, well, don't worry. He, he went on to such heights to write for uh, John Leguizamo's 1998 uh, comedy special Freak <laughs> Now I will say John Leguizamo Has At least has had Some pretty solid stand up And I feel like That I mean That's 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 how we got the movie Right Yeah He's like, a I mean, very famous stand up Yeah Stand up and then To Wong Fu Yeah But I, Oh please continue Or were you done <laughs> I it, I just <laughs> I, we'll get into it as we go any fur as we go further along, but I'm a, I need a nap. <laughs> yeah. This movie like emotionally drained yeah. me in such a way that I don't know. I just I just lost the will to live. <laughs> yeah. There, there there was there was a, a brief second where I was like the sweet respite of death would be fucking great. <laughs> it, 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 I almost imagined like John being like wheeled in on that computerized chair, like in Star Trek, where he just like hits the beat. Yep. It's like one beat for yes, two beeps for no. Like he just got like mangled by like space monsters. But yeah, half star. <laughs> it, it, it is the worst thing I have seen all year. Like no hands down, no contest. Oh yeah, that that's that's pretty. Is it the worst thing you've seen? And, and, and ever? I've wa- I, I, worst thing I've seen ever? No. Oh God, no. Yeah. That that would be either a movie we're going to get to Left Behind, the Left Behind. Yeah. But always- honestly, <laughs> I think what was worse was Boo and Medea Halloween. Yeah, no, I could see that. <clears throat> Absolutely, there's nothing redeemable I, about Medea. No, in any not way, a, perform. No. God. And, and, and the thing is, is like, that franchise is like, this is not good, but, you know, I can understand the appeal to, like, these are some of the worst pieces of cinema I ever made. Yeah. And... and <clears throat> Now, and the pest is tu- is is touching it, but it's not so, that far. So you're saying? Are you saying? And I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Are you saying that the pest is worse than the fanatic? The thing is, is just for the sheer meme value, I think the fanatic is a better film. <laughs> you're saying that the pest doesn't have memes. Like well, like him adding extra syllables for every other word. For all that you can say about Fred Durst, at least he had somewhat of a clear vision. He had he had a, something to say. Now we can be critical of what he had to say, but you know it was and how it was said and how it was said. But <clears throat> this just feels soulless and cynical in in this really corporate sort of way. And and for me, that just sours it more than the passion <laughs> project. See, I, don't, I don't know if I would say it was cynical or corporate. It more to me feels like 
it it just feels like they like we need to make a movie. We like we're just the two of us. We're gonna make a movie, and then they made a movie, and they convinced the studio to release it. <clears throat> like I wouldn't say it was corporate. I would say it was reaching far beyond your grasp. Like their arms were just too short to box with God. Just a little bit. <clears throat> Something, something, CM Punk, something, something. Right. Well, I mean, he actually took that from an original uh, where it was a play, I think. Something, something, CM Punk, something, right. something. Something, something, CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Strangely enough, I was uh, in the cinema seeing a film on the same day that it was released, although it was Dante's Peak. Oh. I did see. I remember watching I've that movie seen, in theaters. That's I've crazy. seen that movie. That's the Pierce Brosnan one, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, <coughs> one I, I the, don't. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> you don't remember the grandma getting out of the boat to push oh, the yeah. boat in the melting water about five feet that could have easily been jumped or just waited and killing herself because like my family, even though it's like right fucking there. Yeah. 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 That, that that's about the only thing I remember. <laughs> that's fair. I that like movie's better than the pest, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but th- th- oh my this god, this is this has truly reached like <laughs> the the pantheon of great. Uh, not, I wouldn't say great, but you know, just it's, it's a the hall of shame. The hall of shame. <clears throat> the Mount Rushmore of terrible. We got you know the room, Birdemic, everything Neil Breen has done. That's, that's a that's a really big face. Yeah. There's a collage of faces. Why did you commit suicide? You know, I still... I cannot believe you committed suicide. You committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. Oh, don't worry. In the right mindset, the room is quite entertaining. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is if fucking Neil Breen didn't charge a, a literal kidney for his yes. movies, Neil Breen. I would fucking buy them. Neil Breen, listen to us. Stop charging 40 goddamn dollars for a burned fucking DVD copy of your movies. Doesn't even come in a jewel case. You still got a paper slip. Paper slip that you fold out of fucking manila folders and you just mail them out. We actually want to own these things for some reason. Uh, And um, we want to know your genius. But you were just charging way too much. It could be that there's not a company that's willing to distribute them. I know. He, he like, finances all of his own stuff. Yeah. He pays all he, of his he, actors. Yeah. Like, apparently, he, yeah. as, as wacky news are, he pays his staff and yeah, they, they say well. he's, like, a really cool dude, like, as far as, like, <laughs> you know, making sure all that stuff. Yeah, being, like, an employer. But, yeah. you know, he's just insane in other regards. <laughs> <laughs> so the and pest. In the past. Yeah. So the pest. The yes. Pest is actually, uh, it's, it's quite a literary <laughs> film. It's based off the most dangerous game. The story of The Pest, which I shall relate to you now, is that uh, John Leguizamo's character, Pestario Vargas, <clears throat> owes $50,000 to the Scottish mob because he is a scam artist, you see. Uh, he scams people. He's a hustler. You know what I just came to the realization, too? Huh. This movie is like uncut gems, but bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I had that thought many times. <laughs> and so to get that $50,000, uh, he is recruited by two Germans who are, of course, Nazis. Because why wouldn't they be? I, I mean, we're going to just like s- essentialize and stereotype any sort of racial or e- ethnic group. Every, pa- every people group is stereotyped in this movie at least once. Yeah. <laughs> Every I couldn't think of one that wasn't. <clears throat> and they they get him to agree to be hunted for $50,000. And so then they try to hunt him. If, if he's able to evade them for 24 hours, he right. will get the money. And 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 that's it, and that's it that he evades them and he gets the money. Hooray. But and for, that's the plot. But it's like Jonathan and I were talking about <clears throat> on AYCH the other day. It's like why one of the failings of the Cowboy Bebop American adaptation is that there are certain things that while we find entertaining or endearing in one genre or medium, once that's tried to be 
directly translated to another medium, it doesn't work. So when anime characters do like crazy anime character things, it's funny and, and, and as a cartoon, but in real life, it's really hard and embarrassing to watch. So when you see John Leguizamo try to act like a literal live-action version of Daffy Duck, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Or like I was thinking he was Bugs Bunny the entire time. Like half the gags were like, like. <clears throat> Bare bone, stale Looney Tunes. Like, li- like literally ripped from Looney Tunes. Now, that's why I like bring up his stand up because he's he's always fucking very like manic, manic, animated, like physical comedy when he's on stage. He's mm-hmm. throwing himself everywhere, and like I guess them trying to like translate that energy into a movie that they shat out in three days, a script mm-hmm. that they shat out in three days, and it's. <laughs> It's just, God, it doesn't work. You want know something <laughs> funny about the Cowboy Bebop adaptation? They've got a comic book adaptation coming out of the Netflix adaptation of the anime. Yeah, and, that's true. And before, like, when I did my initial ordering for the book, I ordered, like, 30 copies, <laughs> which is a lot for the store. <clears throat> and then uh, they pushed it back, like, a month <laughs> so that the show came out and was universally despised. Yeah. And so I was able to adjust my ordering last week. Like, no, 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 five. We need <laughs> five. Five copies. Just five. Just so five. Yeah, I actually hit the, the the six multiplier on my keyboard. Silly me. So, uh, yeah, I dodged a bullet on that one. That was pretty fun. I just wanted to share that. So if you want yeah. like, the Cowboy Bebop adaptation comic book of the Netflix adaptation of the anime series, you need to come in and get it when it releases because I'm only going to have five in the store. It's, it's Just stop with the live action. It's like Street Fighter the movie, the game. <laughs> but where is the anime adaptation of the pest? Oh God! Oh boy! I mean, it's basically an anime. <laughs> God, it's like we're we're not we're not even kidding, uh, folks. Like the opening scene, it knocks out what three or four like there are racial least, stereotypes like yeah. right out the gate. Like, while he's showering, four like there's there's two stereotypes and then two slurs. Yeah, it's. Yeah, like, you know, not to say these things weren't bad in the 90s but, and, like, not to say that people got away with certain things in the 90s because, you know, when the t- time moves on and it makes fools of us all. Yeah. But I kind of feel like <laughs> even for the 90s, it's like I feel like they should have known better. Well, yeah, like for, for 1997, like remembering that this was made in 1997 only, like, sort of halfway explains maybe 40% of the shit. It's more of like, oh, it's like, I'm not surprised that this would happen, but at the same time, like, I'm, at the same time, that's still not that long ago. Yeah, but but it's like, for 40% of this, it's like, well, it's the 90s, I get it, that was a normal thing to joke about, it's terrible, it shouldn't have been done, but... That was everything in the 90s. But then there's like 60% of it that goes like, that hasn't been okay since the 50s. What's wrong with you? (laughs) And, and also, the movie came out in 1997, but it was looked like it. It looked like it was made in like 1992. Yeah, yeah. It was, like in, yeah. in terms of like its aesthetics and like sort of the, like the color blocking and just sort of the locale. It's it feels like an older movie than it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like literally the next year was fucking Scream. Yeah, it's like does it make sense? Because <laughs> like, I remember this comparison was thrown out for Ready to Rumble, like. This felt like a like a long commercial almost, mm-hmm. or like a long music video. Yeah, yeah, because like just the manic pace of it, like I, I didn't know like what I, I was kind of having a hard time following what was going on, and I was paying attention. Yeah, but it's just like things aren't explained super well, and, and there's like he. <laughs> Like the movie's like kind of like Master of Disguise in a way with all yeah. the racial stereotypes. Oh my god, this movie inspired Master of Disguise. <laughs> oh this, this movie is and the, the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> this movie is the '90s version of Master of Disguise. They take a comedian who has genuine skills and very and it is funny, but like it's just like, what if we just do silly voices and gags? For X amount of time, and it kind of just sh- uh, shovels their careers. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you guys want to hear some of the letterbox reviews? <laughs> yes. Oh God, yes. yes. Okay. Because <clears throat> really, there's there's no point in talking about the plot or the things that happen in the movie. It, it would I just, mean, as it we, would just like, be us recapping. Remember this <laughs> racist part? Yeah. How about that racist part? <laughs> and, and all I'll say to that is. 
they they actually quote Angela Davis like as a reference. Mm-hmm. If you're if you know who Angela Davis is and are familiar with what she's talking about, you should know better. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, like it's it's bad. It's just it's just bad. Like yeah. <laughs> like, like, there, like, there's no other superlative, no other, like, language fails okay, in um, trying to describe it. Here's a half-star review. The cinematic equivalent of being in a serious car accident. This movie has irreversibly changed my life and perception of reality. Yes. <clears throat> With this and Spawn being released in the same year, it's amazing that John Leguizamo's career wasn't destroyed after that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's a five... Oh, this is a beautiful five-star review. <laughs> I've never seen the pest in full, but I return to its opening sequence all of the time. A powerful entity it is, evoking such strong and strange feelings. Even beyond the racial caricatures of, quote, problematic nature, there's such a level of, quote, cringe to this that it's freeing, empowering. Every new identity we see John playing in the shower, each only seconds long, creates such intense embarrassment for John Leguizamo, for us, the viewer, for the culture that spawned a product like this, and for humanity itself. After such frantic building embarrassment, it reaches a breaking point and transcends, your body and mind exhausted, forcing reflection on the very notion of embarrassment, of cringe. What is it, and why do we feel it? What about cringe makes it so prevalent in contemporary culture? One so afraid of embarrassment that its peoples hide (laughs) behind masks of irony to distance themselves from sincerity and thus identity. If it's, quote, cringe, it's of their own, quote, ironic doing, self-aware, ownership of the cringe, but here in 2019, we're beyond this. (laughs) John Leguizamo and R. Paul Miller killed cringe in 1997 in only a few minutes of cinematic glory. Can we finally be free to embrace ourselves, to forget about the potential embarrassment that comes with genuine personality, to destroy the cringe that keeps people trapped 10 layers of irony away from authentic connection, to dispose of the ironic identities we shuffle through like John in the shower and reveal our true identity? The pest here is really the fear of cringe, and the opening montage of this movie is high-grade pesticide. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, God, I need to hire that person as All a right. speechwriter. God I, damn. I found one, and I like it solely because it mentions one of the parts that I think that we all chuckled at. Oh, yeah, it's the only... I would say the only actually funny joke. All right, this is a one-star review. And it starts with the quote, do you know what today is? First day of the rest of our lives? No. Sean Connery's birthday? Sean Connery's birthday? Sean Connery's birthday? Oh, but this is where it gets good. John Leguizamo's Freddy Got Fingered is a mess of a film. The whole film... Uh, could be seen as some sort of experimental comedy of sorts, but none of it works at all. Leguizamo plays one of the most annoying protagonists in film history. There's no payoff to his antics, and there's no humor in what he does. The opening of the film is kind of funny, but it ends there. The film blows, and it is a complete waste of time. Oh, I nearly forget forgot to mention, Leguizamo goes full Mickey Rooney and dresses up as an offensive, stereotypical Chinese man four times through the film's 82-minute run time that's really setting the bar low for this comedy i will say that is slightly incorrect slightly because one of those times he's dressing up as a a cartoonish imitation of a japanese man correct as opposed to a chinese oh wow i'm so glad we're (laughs) splitting this hair oh so let's dox this asshole (laughs) fuck you beep for being a fucking nerd not getting your fucking facts straight yeah, well, thank you for quoting the one and only yeah, funny part it, of that It's like the people who try to argue the, the line between blackface and brownface. <laughs> it's like, they're both bad. Uh, Speaking of blackface, how about that time he showed up to his girlfriend's house? His girlfriend oh, was, of course, black. Yeah. The, was, he, the, the one thing he didn't do was blackface, but he just wore a bunch of, like, black cultural, I, like, yeah. stuff. Honestly... 
And a giant afro. Honestly, it, it's blackface, though. <laughs> like, we know what you're doing, my man. Well, he didn't literally, I'm just glad he didn't literally didn't put fucking shoe polish on his face. Yeah, like, I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's a step. That was, a, that was a deleted scene. That was the restraint he, he showed for this film. Yeah, um, he <laughs> was, oh, God, this movie's terrible. Yeah. Insert the dickhead. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. did it in Tropic Thunder right here. Yeah, no. Robert Downey Jr. played a character that was designed to satirize. Yeah, I know. That was the point. I did it for that purpose. But there also, was no purpose here. But, no. Probably, <laughs> but probably like a lot of things, it's the drop is under. It's probably best left to the past. Fanny's Fart 2, however, is timeless <laughs> and as unproblematic as anything else. I still say that Robert Downey Jr. deserved the Oscar that year instead of Heath Ledger. And I'll say it until the end of time. And then I'll quote the song from the past shower, and then reality itself will blink out. Please don't. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Like, if, if Jonathan had the, the, the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, he would... <laughs> I, I would Thanos snap this movie. <laughs> and, and they would be perfectly okay with just having a limp dead arm for the rest of their life. And, it's like, and I know he also did Spawn that year, but God damn it, he was like probably the only highlight of that yeah, movie. Yeah, he was the best part of that movie and the worst part of this one. Yes. <laughs> it is but, funny how after this movie, he was relegated to only side characters. It's yeah. like this is this is the penance you pay <laughs> but, for this goddamn movie. And again, I actually like John Leguizamo. But no. going back to that but, review that Canon read, don't. They, I know what you're about to do. <laughs> comparing it to Freddy Got Fingered is apt. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, only superficially though, because I don't think this movie goes near as far. As just of the butt fuck insanity that that movie does, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just. I mean, yeah, I, I've <laughs> never seen Freddy Got Finger, but I feel like it's oh. not offensive in the way that this one is. Oh. It, I feel like Freddy's just kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, like I'm not going. I mean, it, it it's fucked up. Like, yeah, that, that, <laughs> there's a lot of fucked up shit in that movie, <laughs> but like, it's not like. I don't know. I felt like I needed a shower after watching the past. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a shower in which you would sing a fun, offensive song. No, I would not be singing a uh, offensive. Showers song. have been ruined for you, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the entire time, I'm like, the way you are dancing, sir, you are going to bust your ass. Yeah, it's very dangerous. They yes. even had the mat, but still, it, no. it wasn't. But that, that mat <laughs> did not look sturdy. I, I, I mean, you can still bust your ass in the mat. I've almost done it several yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. I, I love how we've dedicated so much of this episode to just the opening bit. Speaking of, um, the <laughs> mo- where he's like just dancing and farting. I'm pretty sure there's even shots where he's like pissing. Like you can just see like yellow liquid on the Well, there was that the time he peed his pants on top of that one bearskin rug in the mansion of the German guy. Yeah. Yeah, he did do that. And he also, he pooped a lot. Yeah. He pooped in the jungle and then he got blown up by a missile. And, and also lived. he vomited all over the boat. Yeah. And, and, all, like, and like, there's twice. no like vomit discretion. He, he puked straight yeah. at the camera. And, yeah. and also you missed it because you went to the kitchen. <laughs> they put him on one of those rotating tables. Like, no, I saw you, that. Well, vomit ended up on the window. Like, just, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the first puke bit. It was just like, it was like, <laughs> it was like perfect, just splatters all yeah. over the window. So, yeah, no, he, he peed at least once. He pooped at least once. He threw up at least twice. I'm surprised. Nah. There wasn't like a cum bit. They just like this big splatter of cum. I mean, there were the booger jokes in the shower, but yeah, there was there was no there's no jizz bit. Wow, it's really a missed weird. opportunity that he left. He pretty got fingered. Meets your jizz quota, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if God. I remember correctly. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, look at me, it. Daddy. I'm a farmer. <laughs> Oh, God. I know what we're watching when it lands on Jonathan's name again. <laughs> no, I don't think I could do that. I know what it's like. I know when it lands I, on my name, finally. For as much as I love to meme about that movie, that movie's God Because Pat awful. just admitted to not seeing it? Oh, my God. You, ju- you, just, you just loaded a pistol, boy. Pat, you done fucked it up. <laughs> All right. We are coming up to that point where we either take a break or call it an episode. Oh, shit. We're almost at an hour. Yeah, oh, we're wow. at 53 wow. minutes. Wow, it's just flown by. <laughs> Unlike that movie. 
Dude, that was the longest fucking 82 minutes ever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll just wait till we get to Left Behind. That'll be the longest oh, man. hour and 45. Is it weird? And, and we're going to record it right now for the world to hear. Or the three people that, that listen to this show. Yeah, three people yeah. are listening well, to Jonathan's uh, tune just out. now. Oh, God. But um, what if I somehow, in some sick fashion, end up enjoying Left Behind? I don't think Not you, like in a no. like Oh this is good But like in a <laughs> Ironic kind of way <laughs> I know Honestly It's I don't think it's possible Really I Cause like you're, you're not It's not that it's Aggressively bad It's that it's Aggressively boring Yeah It's talking And then talking And then there's more people talking And all the people that are talking Are terrible terrible people mm-hmm. And then there's talking And then a girl goes on top of a bridge to, to think about throwing herself off of it And then there's talking And then a plane crashes And a woman We have to watch it Don't tell me Runs in high heels I got blitzed when I watched it Should we watch the Kirk Cameron one And that one Make it a double feature Honestly like the, the Kirk Cameron one's better <laughs> It hurts me to say that But it's true yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's there's not there's no ironic enjoyment in that. Like there's just nothing. F- like the best part of that movie is Nicolas Cage giving an understated, legitimate performance. He felt like a real person. Everything else in that movie, the second best actor is Chad Michael Murray. That should tell you where this movie is. He played a great cult leader at Riverdale. <laughs> Mr. CWM. God, there's a great bit at the end of that storyline. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, before we decide anything, what was the bit uh, that was funny that was related to the show that you mentioned earlier? Oh, the bit where he slides down the hill and goes, ah! (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I thought that's why we laughed. No, I laughed because he was falling down the hill. See, I laughed because that reminded me of Cannon's bit, (laughs) which is his bit of like, what does Aziz and Zari sound like falling from a short height? Ah! <laughs> you see, you you mentioned that I, I I brought it up at work today, and I was just like, "Hey, does anybody know what Aziz Ansari wants? Sounds like falling from a short height." And nobody knew the hell I was talking about. And I was like, "Never mind." They're like, "What?" I was like, well, "Y'all wouldn't get it." <laughs> we could have done it and see how they would add. No, they wouldn't have understood. If if I know you're not going to get the joke, what's the point? Yeah, no, it's like, who's Aziz Ansari? It's just a waste of time at that point. So yeah, are we going to do break or call it? I mean, I don't have. <laughs> I, I mean, what else can we does say? Does anyone else have anything to say about the past? No. What does Otto have to say about it? What does uh, Otto <laughs> fucking hated it? Otto threw himself off the table. You know what? I th- I think oh, Otto just committed uh, Otto side. Otto side. You know what? He hasn't <clears throat> joined us for any of the movies. Yeah. Does he like just he sends them through vibrations or something? Oh, he watches them before we get here. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Now me and him have a telepathic link. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so like when I'm watching it, he's watching it. Yeah. Otto's an empath. I'm surprised he didn't burst into flame during this movie. Then. Well, why do you think? Why do you think he's on the on the uh, on on the black or side? Like, he he's all burnt up. He's singed. Or, or do I have find a short blade and stab himself in the gut? You know, committing seppuku. Do I have four? Just like John Leguizamo mimed on the karaoke stage oh, while yeah. impersonating a Japanese man. Yeah. Do I have four more beers worth of shit to say about I don't, the past? I don't think any of us have much more to say about this garbage film. Yeah, I don't think I got it in me either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the pest is terrible. We don't recommend that you watch it, but no. if you want to know how terrible it is, you're going to have to. But we don't condone it. We don't encourage it. We don't recommend it. <clears throat> Honestly, this movie was forgotten by time, and it should stay that way. Yarp. Yeah. Uh, until some trolls online managed to dig it up and managed somehow to find like a cult following with it, but only then. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, this is borders on minstrelsy. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think that isn't inaccurate. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a cult movie by now, I don't think it's happening. I mean, I think it yeah. kind of is to some people. I mean, the defying cult and how large like, it is. I had a d- friend, does like the past have its own fucking subreddit? Like, I know no. for a fact. I, w- w- my best friend in high school, like, uh, fucking loved this movie. It wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. And and like I said, I thought I'd seen this movie. I'd seen the opening bit, and that was it. I hadn't seen it, so I was just like, wow, I don't, this. It's not good. It's. 
There's just a handful of chuckles, and those handful of chuckles aren't worth sitting through the longest 80 minutes of your life. And, and, and the thing is, is the chuckles are more like out of like embarrassment for Leguizamo. It's just like we didn't even mention what's his name who's in it. Um, Harry Spears from that no, TV. No, um, oh yeah, the redheaded guy from Ferris Bueller. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, the one that's a pedophile. <laughs> yes, he is actually a pedophile. Wait, what? Yeah. That happened a while back. Holy shit! Yeah, that's true. John, would it make you feel better to know that Leguizamo was bitten by the snake that was slithering up his leg in that one scene? Yeah. No wonder they went to the fake one later. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Gross. Yeah, oh, Jeffrey Jones. Sorry, Jeffrey Wright's different Jeffrey. Jeffrey Jones. (laughs) Because I was about to say, like, Jeffrey Wright, isn't that the guy from Westworld? Yes, Jeffrey was, Jones I, is this one. Okay, I, I was like, wait, what did he do? Oh, yeah. shit. Was, oh, no. He's still cool for right now. Which makes, like, the, the whole thing with uh, the evil German man's son even more uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Was he dead? No, he, no, he was He was in the Jeep when they left. No, I meant, like, the, the actual actor. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, Jeffrey Jones? Yeah. No, he's not dead. Okay. Uh, he is part of the, the show Deadwood. Let's see. Uh, yep, he was arrested in 2002 for child pornography and accused by a 17-year-old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photographs. Jesus He is Christ. still, as of this year, listed in the sex offender database. Well, I definitely wasn't paying attention to news back in 2002, so that's why I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wasn't he, he in Beetlejuice? Yes. Yes, he was. He was also arrested, arrested twice for failing to update his sex offender status. Oh, good. Yeah. And then after all of that happened, he uh, didn't do a lot of stuff. A couple of movies here and there. And then <clears throat> voice acting. He was in Deadwood for a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doctor Dyson from uh, Terminator Two. He plays John Leguizamo's girlfriend, quote, quote, yeah. father. He was also in Blues Brothers Two Thousand. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, the fans about and Justice League. Yeah. Was he Martian? And Smallville. No, he was um, Cyborg's dad. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. He's a good actor. He should be in more stuff. Great Not actor. this. He shouldn't have been in this. No, no one should have been in this. <laughs> Except John Leguizamo. Should have been a one-man show. No, no, he didn't need to be in this. <laughs> it's a one-man show. <laughs> he points everybody in the movie. All right. Let's, uh... Let's call it. Yeah, let's <laughs> Tap it And go try to rinse this from our brains. So, John, where can the people find you? They can find me on the tweeters at uh, J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and on the letterboxed at John Nonson 12 Pat? Hello, everyone. It's Patrick. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. You can <laughs> follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lusser's name. My art on Facebook at John Lusser's name. Or if you're listening to The Week It Comes Out on Monday... November 29th, we released episode 240, where John and I had a rip-roaring banner session. Uh, we pondered some orbs. We pondered some orbs. Uh, we, we shot some shit, and then we had a great time. We covered a, we covered a lot of ground in two hours, and that's a really fun episode. Go check that out. Sexy wizards in your area. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the late takes, uh, they're going through a bit of a change. Um, so be sure to check out um, the late takes on Twitter, at the late takes, to sort of keep up to date with what they'll be doing uh, over there. Uh, they, they won't be a regular show from here on out. They'll be sort of <coughs> coming out um, when they can, but um, the late takes will still be making some content just on a little more irregular basis. Yeah. Uh, more like the late breaks, am I right? Oh. oh. Take that, Tanner, you jerk. <laughs> and I have been that canon guy. You can find me at that canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And uh, fun fact... Thanksgiving found out that uh, my uh, 16-year-old cousin has discovered the show. Oh. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Nice. And then they through the Cajun Greatness TikTok account? Uh, no, no, she discovered my TikTok account. Oh. I would do it, yeah. 
<laughs> only got like three. So yeah. So now uh, that, that Cannon's next family function, they'll be playing the case from the speakers. Yeah. Oh. That seems like the good, great idea. That was literally how it, I come through the door. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. We found your show. Like cool. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait for Cannon's family to hear Johnson say "Gorilla Grip Pussy." Oh yeah, I'm gonna burn the entire internet down. Oh, I am so sorry. Uh, I, I apologize to uh, Cannon's family in advance. <laughs> It's like what, 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 there's an episode earlier in the year. It's like your mom, your mom or someone is like, y'all say pussy too much. Yeah, mom gave the show a try on the uh, gorilla grip um, pussy this pussy that episode. Yeah, that was actually the one. Yes, pussy this. That's, pussy. A, that's the episode. That, that's the episode was stuck us with the uh, God, type of God. Fucking in a literal piece. I want to preface this by saying this is the daughter of the guy who introduced me to like Die Hard when I was like ten years old so these kids grew up watching the walking dead they've heard it all they've seen it all at this point it's fine <laughs> except the pest don't watch the pest don't do not uncle bo if you let them <laughs> the funny thing is that's actually not his real name yeah. but uncle bo if don't don't let them watch the pest for the love of god <laughs> whatever you do uh, not even for this show don't let nope. them do it and I've been Captain Shimmy. You can find me at Captain Shimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Shimmy's Almost Music, uh, the comic strip here in Tuscaloosa where I sell comic books. Just got some nice stuff in today. Going to be posting it tomorrow. Uh, real fancy primo vintage shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and yeah, you can listen to us here. And go buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. Yeah, I'm going to be putting some new stuff up there real soon. Probably gonna start branching out and putting just random, random shit. We'll figure it out. We'll put some new designs. We'll make it fresh. Fresh. I would say get something for Christmas, but there's no guarantee it'll be here before Christmas at this point. So you know, just just wait. Get it for like a January birthday or something. Anyway. Get, it, get it for our birthday in February. That's right. <laughs> Excited for that. Oh, or or yeah. get it for Nick Cage's birthday in are January. Gonna, oh, are we going to rewatch Willy's Wonderland now that we have a, a better idea? Yeah, see, see, this is what happens. Starting in January, we're going to do. <laughs> we're just going to reboot the show and just do it for real. <laughs> I think we should watch rewatch Willy's Wonderland at some point just to. After everything we've seen up till now, just to get a better idea of how we feel. Just like a round two. Yeah. I feel like I'm good. That fucking score, Willie's Wonderland, is just going to just skyrocket. Because <laughs> I, I have bumped, I'm pretty sure I've bumped that movie up at least twice since we've done this show. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I might be a little more positive on it. First yeah. five star film. It's like, you know what? I love that movie a lot more than I remember. <laughs> uh, be sure to join us next week for the classic Nicolas Cage holiday film, Trapped in Paradise. A Nicolas Cage movie? What? I know. <laughs> it, I'm actually excited for that because I watched that a lot as a kid. Watch it be terrible. You know what? I have never seen it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fake fan. <laughs> but anyway. um, I'm excited. Yeah, no, it should be good. So we'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Don't watch the pest. Mm-hmm. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Deep. Look, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I was told to do this or I'd be fired and I really need this job. But look, I'm, I'm an elf and we're overworked, and the boss man said that you need to go to tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness, whatever that is. I just I just want to go back to making rocking horses, but they moved me to the jack-in-the-box section, and those springs are really hard to get right. So could, could you guys just go, like, buy some shirts or something from these, these podcasters that gave the fat man all those fucking cookies? Seriously, just... Just buy a shirt. It'd make my Christmas a little bit better. All right. That's it's tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. Just, like, buy a, buy a sticker or something. God. Stupid.